0: Boundaries and systems are the antidote to the burnout you are in, but truly, it's not that simple. There is deep work to be done, identifying patterns and healing, reconciling your identity with your profession, redefining what success means to you, teasing out what brings you joy and crafting a life with more of that in it. Welcome to The PA Is In, the show created by PAs for PAs, where codependency with your supervising physician is a thing of the past, optimal team practice is the future, and physician associate has taken the place of physician assistant as the professional title of choice. I'm Tracy Bingaman, and I'm obsessed with redefining what success as a PA looks like and what it feels like. Here you'll find the mindset shifts, systems, and processes I use to escape healthcare burnout and integrate my work into my life. Work-life balance is a myth, and an integrated life where you thrive professionally, not a balancing act, is the goal here. My mission is to help you to grow into a unicorn PA who loves their job, has abundant energy, time to spare, and work-optional financial freedom. The PA is in. When I graduated from PA school, my mom asked me what I wanted as a gift. I wanted a special piece of medical jewelry that I could wear every day. Searching the internet, I could find one single caduceus necklace and it was slim pickings design wise. Thankfully, we now have V Coterie, my go-to source for everything from adorable medical pins with witty puns and necklaces with charms for every specialty and area of medicine. They are on a mission to heal the healer through thoughtful design for healthcare workers, and V Coterie hits it out of the park again and again. Head to vcoterie.com to check out their latest collection of jewelry. Welcome back to another episode of The PA Is In. Today, we are sharing about the cure for burnout. Burnout is a significant, profound, persistent problem facing healthcare professionals, and PAs are no exception. A report released by the NCCPA in 2022 reported that nearly one-third of PAs are experiencing burnout, with the top three specialties to be burned out in critical care, emergency medicine, and oncology. Interestingly, this report tried to spin these numbers as the majority of PAs report job satisfaction and are not suffering from burnout. However, one in three PAs currently report symptoms of burnout on the heels of what is likely the most significant and influential pandemic we will ever experience during our careers. So we know what the problem is, right? It's burnout. Working in a culture of medicine that tells us more is better and being a badass and working in high acuity specialty is the path to success. Living by the healthcare system's definition of success predisposes us to burnout. And I would even go so far as to say the types of people who pursue medicine are more likely to burn out than other areas of work, but I don't have data to prove that specifically or at least not yet. In case you haven't tuned into episode 185, burnout 101, here's a brief refresher of the triad of burnout symptoms. So the three things that are going to happen if you're feeling burned out is you're going to have this sense of decreased personal accomplishment, emotional exhaustion, and depersonalization. If you don't feel like you're making a difference anymore. If you're wondering if you can keep going at this pace with these demands, if you don't feel as connected to your colleagues or patients as you wanted, as you once did, you might be burned out. So now what? This episode will answer the question of what to do next if you realize that you are in fact burned out. What if you're sitting there thinking, Tracy, I'm not sure if I'm burned out. How do I know if I'm burned out or not? I want you to check out the burnout risk assessment quiz that I made to help you answer just that question. You can find it linked in the show notes or head to TracyBingman.com slash burnout quiz to discover if you're at low, moderate, or high risk for burnout based on answering a handful of questions. So... You take the quiz or you're like, hey, Trace, I don't have to take that quiz. I know for sure that I'm burned out. And you're wondering, what the heck do I do about it? It's time to do some investigation and diagnose the source of your burnout, so to speak. So here are the three steps to recover from burnout. Step one, identify that you're burned out. Step two, diagnose the source of your burnout. And three, treatment, quote unquote, which is learning how to recover by building systems and boundaries in your life that promote health and wellness and help you to avoid burnout in the future. So first we're going to unpack step one, identify that you're burned out, how you're doing when it comes to emotional exhaustion, this sense of personal connection and this sense of personal accomplishment at work and also at home. So take the quiz or honestly, just take a moment to evaluate how you're feeling. Are you emotionally exhausted? Are you feeling that foreboding sense of depersonalization? Are you feeling like you're on a treadmill, going nowhere at work, making no difference whatsoever? And then the next day comes and it's just rinse and repeat. Sometimes it's really hard to see the forest for the trees, so to speak. And when you're going through it, it's hard to say, like, hey, Am I burned out or am I just having a bad week or a bad day? If you're not sure, you can head back and tune into episode 185, Burnout 101, to see if you're meeting those criteria for burnout. So if you're not into quizzes or spending time listening to another episode because you're beyond maxed out and you're just at the end of the rope and you cannot possibly do one more thing, I want you to take a moment to trust that intuition and take those thoughts as a sign that you are probably at least a little bit burned out. So now that you know that you're burned out or you're relieved to discover that you haven't, we move on to step two. Diagnose the source of your burnout. It's time to take a good hard look at your current and past situation in life and at work. Without identifying the source of your burnout, whether it's your habits and baseline tendencies or your specific department setup, or even a person or persons that you're working with, you'll be at risk of falling into the same trap again. If you feel burned out in your current position, what aspects of this job are making you feel burned out? What do you dread the most? What thing is the most frustrating? If it's a job in the past that caused you to feel burned out and you're still on this journey of recovery, what was it about that job that you think contributed to your burnout? During the season when you were burned out, and whether that's now or previously, what was going on in your personal and professional life that maybe continued to add stress and items to your plate? Now, remember that burnout is this amount of stress that is overwhelming your personal capabilities to deal with and handle that stress. So what other duties as a side, what things were happening in your life? Maybe you had a sick or ailing family member, maybe you had a newborn baby, maybe you moved. What things were happening? What extenuating circumstances cropped up at work and at home that might've contributed to the burnout? Essentially, What we're looking for here are modifiable risk factors. What are the things in your life that you can change, modify, or adapt to help now or next time? If you feel like your answers are not deep enough or a little bit superficial, maybe not accurate enough to clearly identify the source of your burnout, I want you to take a minute to act like a toddler. Keep asking yourself why. What exactly? how, why did that make me feel that way? Who was a contributing factor? What was happening at this time? And identify the things that are deeper, 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 the source of your burnout. And why you to consider journaling about your experiences, feelings, and thoughts about your burnout, This is something that can be both cathartic and solidifying. When you put a pen to paper and you write down your thoughts and feelings, sometimes it changes the way that you see them when you actually look at them written down. You can even write a few days or weeks in a row and then review the journal looking for themes, thoughts that repeat, or feelings that crop up again and again, because those are probably strong thoughts and feelings. It's not one-size-fits-all. I truly do not think that there is a one-size-fits-all cure or solution to burnout. I was even hesitant to say these are the three steps to recover from burnout and this is the cure because it depends. It depends on what was happening in your life and at work that led you down that path to being burned out. It depends what you did to contribute to and keep walking down that path instead of stopping or turning around or doing something else. Here's the hard thing about diagnosing the source of your burnout. It's different for everyone, and it's almost always multifactorial. It's not just your job. It's not just the toxic manager or the unreasonable administrative demands or the way that patients have been behaving lately or your potty training kiddo or your move across the country or the the pain-in-the-butt teenager who is sulking in their room right now. It's a multitude of things in your life that combined have resulted in more stressors than you have the ability, mental, and physical capacity to tolerate and deal with. Being able to identify which things resulted in burnout and which are modifiable is the second step on this journey to healing from burnout. Step two can be enhanced through feedback from those in your life people who you trust empirically, who have your best interest at heart. Soliciting that feedback from those in your life can feel super vulnerable and can honestly be very difficult to do. Try to find someone outside of work who knows you well, whether a partner or a friend who has had a front row seat to your burning out. Ask them what patterns they saw. You can do the same with your work bestie or a close or trusted colleague or mentor inside of your workspace. This person might be able to help you tease out what aspects of your burnout resulted from work systems and healthcare demands, and what ones can be attributed to your specific personality and personal responsibility and the way that you're predisposed to function within that system. It's best to attempt to have these conversations and to seek this feedback with both an open heart and an open mind, which is easier said than done, I know. Two other trusted allies on this journey to healing and identifying the factors that contribute to your burnout are one, a therapist, and two, a coach. Someday I'll do a deep dive into the difference between therapy and coaching, but in short and very brief summary, A therapist helps you to work through what happened in the past and the processing of those things. A coach helps you to create a strategic plan for the future. So the therapist is past-present focused, whereas a coach is present-future focused. Now, that doesn't mean coaches don't talk about the past or therapists don't talk about the future, but that is a general kind of breakdown. Your body and mind stores trauma and therapy can help work through that mental and physical trauma. Coaching, like the services that I offer, is informed by the past but largely future focused. Some of what coaching as you recover from and work to avoid burnout in the future is covered when we get to step three. It is really, really important to take time to diagnose the source of the burnout so that when you move on to step three, you can focus on recovery and creating systems to prevent future burnout. Burnout is not something that you want to do again and again. So identifying it is so important and realizing why it happened is so important. But if you don't do step three, you're going to end up burned out again. So step three the actual treatment, the actual therapy, the actual recovery is learning how to recover with systems and boundaries and building those systems and boundaries into the fabric of your life so that you can promote health and wellness and avoid burnout in the future. This, my friend, is the hardest part. I am still in it even though I am teaching from a position of having healed from and being on this journey to healing post-burnout. What I have found in this space, it is much easier to talk about a scar than it is to talk about an open wound. So, it has been a couple of years since I really crashed and burned, since I was in the depths of burnout. And I do feel like I'm in a good position, but I'm not healed. I'll talk about a little bit later how it's not a destination, but it really is about the journey. So, you have these certain predispositions, the incredible, unique aspects of your personality that make you you are also the things that make burnout more likely in your future when it's happened in the past. Unless you are diligent about erecting boundaries and building systems that promote health and wellness in your life, you can get a new job, your kids can outgrow potty training or the toxic teen phase and leave for college, and you are still going to feel burned out, or you're going to have recovered a little, and then you're going to burn out again. Self-care and rest are so important on this healing journey, but those two things alone are not enough. Even if you're taking care of yourself and making sure your basic needs are met, even if you are resting and diligent about recovery, even if you are listening to your body and mind and seeing what it needs, without systems and boundaries, you'll end up burned out again. And that is not what you want. Now, I realize that this is sounding pretty grim. So let's talk about what you can actually do to prevent burnout in the future. Systems, so these habits and processes that you build into your life that both set you up for success and put you on the path to wellness. I recently read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and he talks about making good habits easy and bad habits hard, and setting yourself up in an environment for success. And part of that is these habits and processes that help you to walk towards wellness and wholeness and healing. And then there's boundaries. A boundary is a line that marks a limit to an area, most specifically in this area Uh, When we're talking about burnout and work, it's a boundary that defines the amount of time that you're willing to give to work, the amount of time that you're willing to be at work, whether you're willing to take charting home, and how much you're going to let others have a vote in your life. Honestly, this is the hard part. Making these systems and habits and strategies and boundaries a part of your everyday life is difficult. Creating systems and boundaries in your life takes both diligence and intentionality, It's not this linear health, this linear path to healing. The path to recovery, it's long and winding. It can sometimes feel like three steps forward and two steps back and five more steps forward and so on. You can be walking along feeling great while simultaneously wondering, are we there yet? To yourself and to those around you. Wellness is not a solitary destination that you quote-unquote arrive at and then you're just healthy and well forever. Wellness is actually a series of actions, steps, and movement in the direction of health. Each time you take a step forward, each time you take a step towards wellness, you're casting a vote for the whole well healed person that you want to be. When you are in this healing and rebuilding journey, there is a part that includes disassembling and questioning the things that you previously thought to be true for sure. This process is exhausting. It's hard. I'm still in the thick of it, and I've been doing it for several years now. It's deep work. It's hard work. It's unpacking what you've believed about your worth and the way that you show up in the world. It's potentially shaking your confidence in having chosen the correct career path, specialty, or setting to practice medicine in. Give yourself as much grace as you would extend to yourself if you were recovering from surgery or an injury. Give yourself the grace that you would a friend or child of yours who is recovering from a broken heart or a broken bone. Remember that this is a process with forward and backward steps. There is progress and there will be setbacks and all of that is normal and to be anticipated. Ultimately, wellness is so worth it. Incremental improvements over time lead to big changes in the end. Healing and wholeness are a worthy destination and a goal for us to strive for whether we feel burned out or not. Boundaries and systems are the antidote to the burnout you are in, but truly, it's not that simple. There is deep work to be done, identifying patterns and healing, reconciling your identity with your profession, redefining what success means to you, teasing out what brings you joy, and crafting a life with more of that in it. These things are so hard and also so freaking worth it. I was recently asked to do a presentation on burnout and how I found joy at work again. I actually asked them to change the title of my presentation to how I found joy in work and in life again, because truly, I found joy by leaving a job that was severely and profoundly contributing to my burnout, but also, I found joy by sparking my interests and pursuits outside of medicine, in life. This life is about more than what you do. It's about who you are. Life is about how you feel. It's a series of moments strung together into days, weeks, and years of your life that are going to pass anyway. Intentionality, addressing your burnout, working to heal, all of those things will make those days, weeks, and years more joyful both inside and outside of work. Praying that this pathway brings you light and this episode brings you hope is the prayer that I'm sharing with you today. Healing isn't a linear journey, and sometimes we have to heal again and again to truly learn and internalize these lessons. Give yourself and those around you all the grace, for everyone is fighting a battle that you may not be able to see. And for the love of all that is holy, check on your friends especially those who are working in healthcare, We are collectively and on average, not okay. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the PA is in. I will see you next time, but for now, this PA is out to go and do something joyful. I hope the same is true for you. Congratulations. You've just joined an awesome club. By listening to a full episode of The PA Is In, you are officially on the Unicorn PA team. Welcome aboard. What most team members do is they subscribe to the podcast because that allows them to automatically get the latest episode of the show. The life of your dreams exists on the other side of taking action. Keep making small shifts and keep getting better. Your life will improve, your career will soar, and you will have the confidence you need to create your own success. I will see you in the next episode. This PA is out.